Hello, welcome to the Jack Osborne podcast here on Anchor FM and YouTube. We are now currently experiencing a partial lockdown in the United Kingdom and now my podcasting will slow down if you haven't seen my video on YouTube explaining what will happen with my blogs and podcasts. There will be a period where it will slow down. But other than that, today I will be talking about the technology of the world at the moment. And the question is, can we survive or can we live without technology in this modern era? And basically I'm going to start with the answer. And the answer is no. That is the simple answer of this podcast is note that we cannot live without technology at all and it's really it comes from the post-war era post-war britain america where the technological advancements did occur like we had a lot of things then which we had technology through radio the birth of televisions and computers started then and staying on like the computer side we literally survived or won the war actually on enigma code broken on a computer made by alan turin but this is the advancements of technology it grew into something big technology did and now we see it everywhere, in the streets, or in bus stops, and even in local shops. Every corner you turn, you see something which has never been seen before. And every day something gets discovered new, which can improve lifestyles. Or maybe be the next thing which can destroy anything that is social for example with that social media mobile phones mobile phones is massive to technology these days it's changed the way we can make calls texts and anything else we can do on phones we can play games we can go on the internet we can even get directions to a destination you would like to go to but the problem is now with these social media or mobile phones it's easier to target people with hate obviously social media can do the world a good getting messages across for the good but sometimes using apps like twitter and instagram these messages can spiral into cyberbullying and hate. And clearly this is going to be, this is a massive issue in the world at the moment, cyberbullying. And it is something that will probably never get tackled on the internet. 
It doesn't matter how much police gets involved or no. Cyberbullying is an issue. So, what ways can we resolve cyberbullying? Clearly on applications like Facebook and Twitter, it is a report button. And I think it is the same for Instagram. But these people who review the reports sometimes don't do much to stop it. Maybe a lot of these apps will just remove posts, not ban the person from the internet. Unless certain, in fairness to Twitter, they do tend to ban accounts a lot. They do do a lot of banning of accounts. And they actually, Twitter will ban you through your IP address, which is pretty which is pretty advanced compared to what Facebook, Instagram and YouTube do with when it comes to bannings. I think YouTube has caught on with it with obviously the terror videos that we suffer. But again, this is still an issue of these reports. You can report a bug whatever, cyberbullying that not enough is getting done to making sure that these people stay banned. I think Facebook might need to introduce something to do with IP address bannings. But the problem is they probably, obviously they're the biggest social media site Facebook is, but they are behind everyone. They are massively behind everyone when it comes to dealing with cyberbullying. And this is clearly a massive problem with Facebook that they're not doing enough. He does come under criticism, the founder, Mark Zuckerberg, for these issues, but Facebook is really not doing anything to deal with cyberbullying. And the worst case scenario that comes from cyberbullying is suicide that does occur. And in a, in a sense, it is now slowly becoming a part of daily life and we can't really do nothing about it to stop it at the moment. These social media sites will need to clamp down one way or another. I think Twitter and YouTube are probably doing the best to get IP addresses banning. And I think, obviously, the media on games consoles can lead to cyberbullying as well. When you can go into party chats on PlayStation and Xbox. But I think they can ban accounts completely off their networks and email addresses. So if anything gets registered in that name, which is suspect, they'll ban you. Which is pretty good. Other than social media or mobile phones, mobile phones are very dangerous to the world in a sense. The fact that people are just glued on it. It is probably worse than drugs it can be at times for concentration levels dropping. And I think it's lost I think society is is lost now due to this. Clearly mobile phones is a massive issue. 
surrounding people getting hit over sometimes crossing the road checking their facebook or whatever they're doing on their phone texting people do get hurt by it and i think a lot of people just show blatantly arrogance it's getting so bad now where mobile phones now is such a big issue with driving I don't understand how it can be a massive issue when it comes to driving. I don't get why people need feel the need driving than going on a phone because I had a text. People are idiots. This is one thing society is these days. Tech, I call them phone zombies, but in a sense we're all tech zombies. That's only one way I can put this. There's nothing else I can say about it. It's just that we're all tech zombies. And obviously when you text in and drive in, it is arrogance, ignorance. You don't realise how much damage a car can do to a person. A lot of people, really, they don't. It's just plain stupid. And I feel, I know I'm going off the topic a little bit, but I feel that we are with our mobile phones how much good they can do is the way we are taken to it is bad and clearly I think obviously now I'm going to revert to two things that happened this year I can feel why technology is good and bad I'm going to start with January this year the US military sent missiles into Iraq which killed an an Iranian general Soleimani and it nearly caused another war in the Middle East with tensions rising of Iran saying that they will respond this was a big big move by President Trump and his military advisors but with the technology they used, the military has got some far advanced technology that we have probably never even thought of existed. With trackers and all that, they found out his location, they could identify him. With intelligence. But when it came to the other side, where the Americans got attacked themselves... America had to use the interceptors to know where these missiles are going to land. And obviously a a base in Baghdad was the target. So they had to get troops at where they expected the missile was going to land in that base. All due to trackers, devices and also a simple war games. Playing war games is a simple thing they do to, to predict what's going to happen. And it is quite similar to what's going to happen now, because obviously this year is not, you think the prospect of another war in the Middle East was bad, but this year it just got worse in a sense. 
but due to great technology, the coronavirus pandemic is not reaching the heights, the heights where Spanish flu was this time in 1918. This coronavirus is now a global pandemic. It's killing people. It's probably the worst strain of pneumonia that we have seen. But Bill Gates in a TED Talk conference back in 2015 used how technology can help a global pandemic. But he started his pandemic speeches saying no government is prepared for this, which we have seen that no government is really prepared for this virus outbreak. America, China, us, or for my other listeners, us being the United Kingdom, France, even the worst for death rate, even the worst for the death rates, Italy. No one is being prepared for this. But he went on proceeding that we can easily start doing research. Because clearly, now we have got more testing labs. We can look into history data more. We can trace the sources of disease much better. And obviously this coronavirus came from suspected bat, bat soup. Which bats are quite known for carrying this strain of virus anyway. Which it doesn't affect animals. But Bill Gates stated that a lot of technology can be brought in as well from the military use. With the military can be very easy. A quick transportation of things. It could speed up processes. But with Spanish influenza was post First World War. So the world is recovering from the war. Most of the world in major countries were still in slum areas in poverty and pretty much this is what this is how the influenza spread was due to the lack of facilities to stay safe and protected obviously Spanish flu now is is possibly the worst pandemic in history in the sense of the 20th century and the 21st century. And with the technology, clearly we can learn. We can easily test people. And Bill Gates did say, when it comes to a pandemic now, we've got to treat it as war. It needs to be treated like we are going to war. And the war on a disease can be more fatal than a war on terror on the war in the Middle East or another world war. But with the quick transportation of troops, of doctors, of equipment by the military... We can fight it better. We can be, be more prepared of what we're going to do. Because 
if we stayed without technology and we were still in a similar way to the 1918 Spanish flu outbreak, we would probably lost more people. Obviously, we're an overcrowded and dense populated world. And we need to, I think, we need to think about the hospitals as well. A lot of healthcare systems are very, very stretched on equipment. A lot of them don't have what we have. But the key thing with this coronavirus, though, is ventilation systems. If we did not have the right ventilators, maybe treating this virus would be more fatal. The electronic ventilators. And we can constantly check people's breaths. We can monitor blood much better. And heart rate now. This is another way we can fight the virus, knowing where the virus is attacking. We maybe not... We're probably a couple of months now away from a cure. I wouldn't say a couple of months. I would say probably a year or so away from a cure. But research is faster than what it used to be. These people could be waiting. We're about. I would say we're about a year and a half, if I have to be exact. People were waiting years for cures. But now, with... Obviously, the right research, facilities, predictors, knowledge of medicines now, which we are privileged to do more now. And appropriate testing. We can probably get it done in such a short space of time. It's just a long process of knowing what is right or wrong. But really, other than that, we use technology a lot for home entertainment as well. And also home information. There are many home devices out there on the market produced by Amazon called Alexa and the Google Home. But these are forms of artificial intelligence. And... The thing is, there has been a split opinion on how we work AI. And the thing is, AI is a voice of its own commanded by a controller. In a sense, the controller is you. There is concerns about the way how fast AI is advancing in pretty much is advancing in the quality is coming. AI can be an intelligence tracker. It can tell you the weather. It can be whatever you want to be. It depends on what you make it. And the huge fear of making an artificial intelligence is basically giving itself an artificial mind. I think the Westworld's fear of the TV show comes in when you talk about AI, because these robots of Westworld has got their own intelligence. They're programmed 
to live in this lifestyle, in a sense. But then they click on that the world needs to see what they are. So they grew conscious. And for a intelligent computer system to grow conscious can be dangerous to the operators and the world. Because these systems could cause catastrophe on a global scale. There's a danger as well of the AI systems pretty much defying the command is given. When this happens, it will be a scary period. Because there are theories that if an artificial system, which has major relevance to world peace, could fall a government when scientists claimed which who is actually a protester against it and part of the Extinction Rebellion but this scientist claimed that it could make governments fall give in just for the sake of survival but clearly a lot of the artificial intelligence now problems which we do see a lot, which we see in the new modern warfare is cyber warfare where hacking files and disabling intelligence happens a lot these days. It's been practiced by probably all the major countries. Mainly cyber warfare, I think, is the thing the Americans use a lot. But if one hacks into an intelligent system, it will also be a global catastrophe. If a enemy of of the states, enemy of anyone, enemy of the Allies, NATO, hacks into a NATO system, it could be danger. It will be danger for the whole world. This this intelligence system could be an access to a nuclear weapon or weapons this is the problem which it does pose I know that AI is very much well defended by the likes of Elon Musk and Stephen Hawkins it does have major opposition Especially, I think a lot of people in NASA objects to that as well. Obviously, Elon Musk is part of SpaceX and NASA wants in on that. Yeah, but artificial intelligence is not just home devices. How great a home device can be. Many think it can pose danger if the wrong person hacks into it. It could almost feel like it's been possessed. But with the artificial intelligence theory, the main question of this is can we live without technology in modern times? I wanted to keep this podcast short. Because I don't feel like I've got the confidence to speak about this in a long term sense without a guest that's the god honest truth I'm not going to lie in this podcast it sounds bad that I'm doing it right at the end 
But the answer to the question, like I said, in a simple sense, is no. We cannot live without technology. Without technology, we won't be able to visually see what happens in the world on televisions. News wouldn't travel as fast as it did. We can watch absolutely anything on our mobile phones now. Live television, the news, sports, and even esports. If it weren't for the technological advancements of the age, we wouldn't have cracked the Enigma codes of the war to defeat the Nazis. We wouldn't have been able to infiltrate all Nazi attacks. If it weren't for technology, we will not have travelled to the moon. We will not have travelled to space. And transportation in general. Cars. Making making the world green. Which was destroyed by industry. Electricity is changing everything for the world. And the way we use technology now through electricity. Even through the sunlight. Is remarkable on what we have achieved. Yes I know saying now what we have achieved the world is slowly dying due to pollution and climate change but the way we think is slowly changing to the way we want to save the world is not happening fast enough but predictions with the right simulators playing in a sense war games can predict on what time frames we can work on and now it's easier to collect data statistics and and sharing them with everyone and even talking to people who live far away who is important to your life has been made easier just by a simple click of a button on your mobile phone and seeing their face it's easy as easier as making a cup of tea these days. So that is my long answer to the fact that we can live with technology. Well, I've been Jack Osborne. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I do apologize that it isn't a long one. More content will come very, very shortly podcast will be slowed down due to the fact that my planned guests I can't record them due to social distancing and the gathering rules laid up by the government but I promise after we get through this coronavirus pandemic the podcast will carry on as per normal with my guests I'd like to thank you for listening again. Please, guys, stay safe. Stay at home to protect the NHS. Thank you.